What is up, everyone? And welcome back to the Jenna and Julian podcast. She's holding in her dink dink this, this week. I thought it'd be nice to take a little break from the dink dink. You can talk, though. You can, like, make noises. <laughs> anyway, welcome back, everyone. Thank you for joining us this week, uh, where we like to talk about the Jenna and Julian things, amongst the other things. And wouldn't you know, it's just like one of our old podcasts with wine on the table, because this week's episode is brought to you by Club W. Customize wine for your palate delivered to your house. And they work directly with vineyards, so they get their own grapes, cutting out the middleman, delivering you wine that not only you don't have to go to the store and buy, but that you will like. Go to clubw.com slash Jenna Julian right now and get 50% off of your first order. This is Club W Wine. Are you going to talk? Dink, 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 dink. I thought we had it, guys. I thought we made it a whole week without that. The song's probably fading out right now. Good thing I just filled in that space where the song ended and then started again. Good thing. Yeah, no, anyways, thank you to Club W. We actually tried the first bottle. They send you, like, bottles in three at a time. Yeah, we already finished one. Yeah, we finished one. It Uh, was delicious. It was outstanding. So you basically fill out, like, a palette form. We'll talk about it later, but this is our Club W wine. And I figured, uh, just like our old podcasts... We'll have a glass of wine on the podcast. Yeah, here I'll hold you know the mic what? super duper yeah. close. Uh, no, no, you don't have to hold. No, it. I'm going to move the whole thing. I'm going to hold. move the whole thing. I'm going to do it. <laughs> Can you just let the nope. AV guy know nope. what he's? No, I'm going to. I'm going to move it all around. This it's directional. So mm-hmm. if you're holding it with that towards, yeah. The, okay, all right. Let me I just wanted... pour. It. No, you don't even touch it. Okay, I'll hold the cup close to it. <laughs> Julian gets so mad at me when I touch it. Oh my god! Wow, that was legend. That was a legendary sound. Right, Aren't you glad I held it closer? <laughs> that was pretty good. Thanks. Let no, me pour sh- you. It's now. making bubble noises. Shh. This is our podcast, guys. Mm. Think, 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 think. <laughs> oh, that was good. All right, do mine. Do me. Do me. Do me. Do me. Do me. Good God. <laughs> If you guys are one of those people that, that likes that good. sound, uh, you're welcome for that little uh, feature. We'll do it again later if we we uh, go for seconds. Oh, that uh, good. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, and we got Jenna Julian mugs. Jenna mugs. These are in the works for you guys to be able to buy very, very soon. We are uh, we are nailing down uh, a place where you can go right now and buy these. So soon to come, these in your house in hand for coffee and wine. That wine is lit. Is it? I haven't tried it. Hold it's on. It's lit. Oh man, yeah, we're big white wine fans. Yeah, I like. And white uh, wine. no, this is our second bottle we've tried, and it's outstanding. Yeah, delicious. For those of you, because I know there are a few, because we didn't start this channel with the numbers we have now, who weren't here at the beginning. We we would drink every single podcast. We had a drink with us throughout the whole podcast, and oftentimes we would have multiple drinks. Mm, true. And then uh, it got to the point where. We were podcasting on Mondays. <laughs> we didn't really want to get drunk every Monday. <laughs> so, uh, but it's nice to occasionally, you know, bring one on, especially when the sponsor is, is appropriate. So for those 21 and up, you know, you can do the same. Um, anyway, this is an open door podcast, by the way. You guys can't see it, but the door to the podcast room is open. We're trying something experimental. It's experimental. The door is open, so the dogs may come in and leave as they please. 
which I don't know what's going to happen. I think Julian feels nervous about it. I was like, nervous. let's just leave the door open, see what happens. I don't know if those of you guys have like dogs or stuff, like animals that if you need to get something done, you can't like have them near you because they're very distracting. Yeah. Because mine, like they'll yours are needy. claw you to death until you pay attention to well, them. Well, it's more of like yours need to be held and, and cuddled and Peaches needs truck. to be played. Yeah, played with like... She'll just bring her toys to me when we're trying to edit and shit. I think it's because they've gotten into the habit that they know when we come in here that they know it's yeah yeah they know what it is. We're closing the door. They know what it is. Well, let's fuck shit up, Peach Queen. No, 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 no. Okay, you don't need to induce it. Excuse me, Queen. You don't need to induce it. Let's do it. Let's see what happens. It's an experiment. All right. If I were to guess, I would say they would come in if you called them. That's Mm -hmm. just what I would guess. Okay, Kermit would never come when I called him. Okay. That's fair. Kermit. Yeah, he's kind of disobedient. Kermit, come. Uh, I bet you $75 he will not come. Kermit, come. Deal. All right. Looks like I'm winning. Well, you didn't give us a time limit. Okay. Until the end of the podcast. Someone's coming. <laughs> Damn it. It's a blonde one. Oh, Kermit came. Oh, my God. All right. Pay up, Jenna. Kermit came. Come on. Oh, my God. Oh, and then he left. Uh, so this is, this podcast is being released, uh, a little over a week removed from the Super Bowl, but because, um, we record a couple days in advance, we figured we would, we would talk a little bit about the Super Bowl. Hi, lady. Um, you want to come up here? I didn't care about either of the teams in the Super Bowl. Come on. Neither did I. I had no skin in the game, which, which was actually kind of relaxing because, you know, when, when my team's in it, I'm not enjoying it. You know, I'm, I'm kind of nervous the whole time. And where did that saying come from? No skin in the game. I think it comes from the pigskin of the football. That's what that saying comes from. Like when you say you have no skin in the game, that uh-huh. means it's the pigskin, which is the football. Yep. It's not yours. It doesn't matter. You have no skin in the game. It's not your football. It's not your football. That's honestly my guess. If you guys know what that actually comes from. Because I was thinking what the opposite of that was. Someone has all skin in the game. Someone's Someone has skin in the game. Their yeah. skin, but not their teeth. No, it's not their, their skin. It's the, pig, it's the pig skin. Not their hair. I don't think that saying was ever referring to human skin. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I have like like both of my elbows and one knee in the game. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we neither of us had skin in the game. Even if the Pats in were the in the game, I don't think Jenna would have even had skin in the game. My mouth is in the game. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't think I'm the only one who thinks this, but I was a little underwhelmed entirely from the, from the beginning to the end, everything included, uh, with the Super Bowl this year, commercials, halftime show, production, True. game. It was just... It Peyton, was, Eli, everybody. I mean, congrats, Peyton. Pretty epic, like, career-defining 200th win, and I mean, great, I don't really care. Um, the commercials were a huge letdown, and the halftime like show... Puppy Monkey Baby. Puppy Monk and the Doritos one with the ultrasound. Oh, yeah. A bunch of, uh, I think it was abortion groups were angry at that because oh of. Oh, my God. If I, I Correct me if I'm wrong. I wait, didn't actually, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Abortion groups were yeah, angry? No, yes. No, correct me if I'm wrong because I didn't read the articles because I try not to read like things that I think are going to like make me mad. Yeah. But I saw a headline of like abortion groups are angry at that Doritos commercial with the baby, like getting excited about the Doritos because yeah. it's humanizing an unborn baby, like an unborn. So like, it makes fetus. abortions look like they're killing something that's capable of wanting Doritos. Yeah. So I was like, that's, that's like bad. everyone being oh, like, yeah. oh, Beyonce had a world stage and instead she chose to promote the Black Panthers. I'm like, can't we just appreciate Beyonce for a second? Like, does it really always have to be about I appreciate Beyonce. Political? What I didn't appreciate from the halftime show, Peach. Peach. Was Coldplay. I got oh, no, I right. love my boy. 
You're I got in a lot down. of trouble for uh, talking uh, shit uh, about Coldplay. Uh, but they were set up to fail. Well, I, I, okay, off the top, the halftime show for me was, I don't know if you guys had the same problem, and I think, Jenna, you agree with me, when it was mixed poorly. Like, for the first whole you half of the hear. halftime show, you couldn't hear, like, their voice. It was just, there was all instrumental, and then there was crowd noise, but, like, if you if you were a huge fan of that song, you couldn't like jam out because you couldn't hear their voice. Whether it was, you know, whether it was a, a technical problem on their end or, or yeah, it was just crazy loud. I don't even know, but it was it was a little underwhelming. Like if I was watching Twenty One Pilots or something in concert or on a halftime show, and I was like they're playing my song, and I was and I couldn't hear the words very well, I'd be very like annoyed because mm. you wanna yeah you wanna get down, but you can't. Well, I just thought it was. You know, Kumail, what is his name? The guy that is on uh, Silicon Valley. I, whatever. What I retweeted him. His tweet where he's like, Coldplay is so boring right now. They're literally showing other concerts, which is so true. Like, I get it that you want a Coldplay is a great band. I don't, I don't hate Coldplay, but like, it's a Super Bowl, man. Like, yeah. have somebody that's got some big jams that can just pump everybody up and get yes. everybody hyped. Yes. I get that you want your little progression of the act you want it to slow down and then speed back up and blow the roof off but like you're setting cold play up to just get fucked right now chris martin sits down and plays the piano and you have fucking nikki or not nikki <laughs> beyonce and bruno mars like just let beyonce and bruno mars do that shit you know yeah it's like saying you know i'm really upset Smouse. because That's Smouse, I think yeah, i'm really upset because i'm a i'm a huge willie nelson fan and why don't you guys let willie nelson play the super bowl like i just think that there's a reason why some acts get invited to play the super bowl and others don't i agree um it was also interesting because wasn't this the first time in a little while that they didn't have just one headliner they had like a couple uh, the yeah. last couple I can remember yeah, it were was like, like Bruno Mars, Beyonce, Katy Perry, yeah, Bruno, yeah. yeah, stuff like The Who, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, it, it was, was just a, bad, bad just, commercials. The, the halftime show was like, oh, here's some Beyonce. Just kidding. Here's Chris Martin singing over her. Finally, his microphone started to work towards the end when they're all singing together and all you can hear is Chris Martin and yeah. not Beyonce. I'm like, excuse you, Beyonce is taking everyone to church right now and all I can hear is Chris Martin. Riddle me how and why. You can't. Yeah. And Bruno Mars got me pregnant with his dance moves and he didn't take his sunglasses off one time. He was beautiful and amazing. And he is the ultimate showman after all. Other than that, there was football, but neither of them I'm invested in, so I didn't give a fuck. I don't know. Here's the thing. Like, I, I, I will admit, I get wary of people complaining about big events just to complain. Like, every Super Bowl, people are like, it sucked. Every fucking this, it sucked. So I don't want to come off like that. I understand that I am complaining and I'm not happy or I wasn't super pleased with it. Uh, but I think what it was is, like, every Super Bowl – has like some sort of defining thing that makes me enjoy left it. Shark, left remember shark, left it. shark. Left shark is a good example. Uh, whether you know it's a commercial, whether it's a, an occurrence <laughs> planned I or died. not planned. Yeah, exactly. Or or something in the game where it was Janet a crazy Jackson's play. Titty. That wasn't in the game, but that was memorable. Um, I don't know. This this year just didn't have anything. Like, there's nothing that I'm thinking of that like, damn. Yeah, just that was Eli Manning's 50. face. Just his face after yeah. they won. Just yeah. Eli Manning's face. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I agree. And I think it comes from the fact that it's fucking very corporate and needs to be, you know, addressed to uh, everyone. What is is very corporate? The Super Bowl. You know, they can't just like do funny, awesome, amazing shit. I'm sure there's so many people that plan that every year and just push for things to be like more exciting and more amazing. And then there's just corporate suits being like, we can't do that because it's the Super Bowl and you need to appeal to every American on every level. You know, you can't just go do weird shit. You can't just like take a bunch of risks. You you know what? I mean, I think maybe that. Like the smartest people in advertising are are not spending as much money on the Super Bowl as they used to because it's not worth it. Well, yeah, but still, they're like it's that's my guess. Like I feel like there's a lot of big smart advertising, you know, teams behind brands that just aren't really putting much into the Super Bowl anymore because it's like they're like why you know if we can if we can do something on Twitter during the Super Bowl if we can do something on YouTube leading up to the Super Bowl it'll get it will first of all we'll pay one. 50th of what we would have paid and also we could get more exposure that way right. and people yeah, might like it more that way there's way, less pressure that it's way way too expensive for what it is when you think about five million dollars for 30 seconds ridiculous yeah for what though i i well, and it think was... about it when you're watching the super bowl how high are your expectations for commercials they need to be great yeah because you're expecting them to knock it out of the park and then well, when, when you they think don't, about like, when you're a kid that's like it i just remember like the budweiser frog commercials. yeah like, like you remember them for the, your you remember the go daddy ones yes yeah. of course yeah. and then you know i don't know when this happened culturally when it was like all right we'll see one funny commercial and then the rest of them are just kind of whack yeah and i think it was like the perfect storm of like the commercials kind of letting us down and also the game and the halftime show like sometimes the commercials are whatever, but at Beyonce, least the halftime show was yeah. dope. Well, I mean, I thought Beyonce and Bruno Mars were really great, but it was just that their parts were so short, and mm-hmm. then there was no like Missy Elliott coming out. There's no that fucking Spice Girls. There's no fucking. Yeah. There's no surprise. There's no. A lot like, of people build. were speculating like Gaga was going to come out with Beyonce. Yeah, yeah, it felt really short, and like yeah. I was like, I didn't sign up for this. I signed up to get my mind blown, and nothing got blown. So. I feel very unblown. <laughs> I also had read that people were upset. Remember in the beginning when Lady Gaga went out to sing the national anthem mm-hmm. and Marley Matlin was signing the national yes. anthem and she's a big deal. I, Julian didn't know who Marley Matlin was, but for those of you that are familiar with her, I know that she's a big fucking deal in the deaf community and just at, like in any community. Yes, she's a big yeah. fucking deal. Mm-hmm. She's really cool. Yeah. And the performance of the national anthem was meant to be Lady Gaga and Marley Matlin because I'm pretty sure she won like an Academy Award. Like she's she's fucking she's important. Oh wow! And when they said she's going to be signing the national anthem, they then never cut back to her signing the national anthem. Well, they showed her at the start, and then they never exactly. Which was like you guys could have put her in a little bubble in the yeah, corner. Like you could have split screen her. Like you know, how are you serving the deaf community if you're like not going to show her signing the national anthem at all? It seems like a lot of work to get her there to sign it for not that much payoff if you're not going to show it. Well, yeah, and even mean, at all. I remember you. You were like, "Is that Marley Mountain? And I was like, "Wait, you know the name of the person who's signing the national anthem?" I was like, "Fuck yeah, I do. She's a but, legend." Yeah, obviously she's more than just someone who signs. But uh, yeah, that's that's interesting. I I did not know that. Yeah, I guess I can't say a lot of people, but I know that some people are angry that they were like, and now to also sign the national anthem, here's Marley Matlin. And then they just never cut back to it. Yeah. <laughs> I would be fucking pissed, yeah. man. 
If mm-hmm. I was deaf and I'm like, finally, someone's going to sign this for me. I'm living right now. It's Marley Matlin. She's a queen. Psych. You don't even get to see five seconds of her doing it. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's looking like 16.9 million tweets were sent out, according to Nielsen, uh, during the Super Bowl number 50 this last weekend or two week ago for you guys. Um, 16.9 million tweets mm. throughout the Super Bowl. Uh, there's something like a hundred something million peak viewers, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. I should check that. Actually, I don't. Yeah, I don't have I, that figure in front. Yeah. Well, I'm just thinking like every year that number goes up, right? Does it? The the tweet number. Oh, not okay. the not the viewership. That's yeah. that's different. But the, you know, I can only assume. You know, why don't I go, why don't I look up Super well, Bowl Forty Nine? Yeah, well, that makes sense because it's Twitter. So well, yeah, but I mean, it's a new technology. Of course, it is Super Bowl Forty Nine. I mean, new as in in relation to the Super Bowl. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, mean, I should have looked at these figures up before, but why? it's just kind of, the thoughts coming to me now is like, you know, there's so many, so many tweets. There's so many people discussing what's going on as it's happening, but not necessarily. Um, in, inside the medium of television, like, could you potentially see the Super Bowl like somehow moving, moving more digital? More in people a couple watching years? it like, on that Go Ninety app or whatever. I saw people tweeting about like, I'm watching the Super Bowl on Go Ninety. I'm like, oh, go fuck yourself. I don't, I don't want. I don't know what Go Ninety is. Yeah. I know that Michelle Phan is on their commercial, so anything she does, she's a queen. I love you. Go do your thing. Whatever. I don't know what it is. I don't want to watch a Super Bowl on a mobile app. I'm not saying wa- that's. Well, I'm not saying watching the Super Bowl on your phone uh-huh. by by going digital. I'm just saying like. Both with advertisers and just the event in of itself. Well, I think a good example of that is insurance because last year they did that. Yes. Like, they did the you know retweet and then we'll to, pick a winner yeah, for yeah, like a yeah. hundred thousand dollars and everyone was like finally a level of interaction between us and the Super Bowl and it was trending for like days. Because everyone end. wanted to win. This year, I looked at it again because I was interested on the trending topics. It didn't break past, like, the fourth highest trending topic. Like, people just literally didn't give a shit this year. The Super Bowl didn't. People didn't give a shit about the insurance. So the insurance did it again this year. They did they it again. they cared a lot less. People well, yeah. Did you retweet it? I didn't know they did it again. Well, you weren't paying attention. <laughs> no, I was paying attention. And that just kind of shows. Like, I think last year it was out there. This is what we're doing. This year, I didn't see it, and I watched the whole Super Bowl. Mm, it was I missed immediately. It. it was like within the first yeah, five yeah. minutes of the Super Bowl. Uh, I was probably getting some wings, but I don't know. Yeah, you were probably eating and blacked out. I black out when I eat. That's mm-hmm. uh, that's true, yeah. I don't know. I, I guess, like, it's just, it's just, I don't know. The way this Super Bowl underwhelmed me made me think that, you know, I, you know, you never think that the Super Bowl can leave you so, like, wow, that was, like, that wasn't that great. Well, what's going to happen is that if they keep trying to appeal to, you know, the vast majority of everyone, if they just blanket everybody and they're not willing to ever have any controversy, I imagine maybe some people just won't tune in the year that their fucking team's not in it. Yeah. Like, I I think that it's always going to be really, really culturally significant in America. I know that I'll watch it or most people that I know will watch it just because it's what you do. You watch the Super Bowl. Do you think that... But if it keeps getting awful and shitty, I'm not I'm not even keep my TV on the whole time. Yeah. I'll turn into the halftime show if, you know, Patriots aren't playing or fucking Bills. Go Bills. I fuck with some Bills. 
Do you think that, like, if you were to say right now, do you think it's possible that the Super Bowl has reached its peak? I I can't. I don't. I can't say that. I don't know. I mean, it's just like because the no Super idea. Bowl. Well, because the Super Bowl was born and bred on an old media platform, TV, True. right? And so now a lot of things are struggling to thrive on TV, mm-hmm. and even things that used to thrive it's on TV snoring, are, are struggling to continue I, to well, do that. Isn't football still the number one most most watched? Whatever. He's just snoring. He's I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I know for certain on Monday nights that it's the most watched anything in the, on, in the world or the U.S. In the U.S., okay. I'm not talking about yeah, global. yeah. So, what's your question? The NFL isn't it the most watched anything? On I don't college? have that figure, but I wouldn't doubt it. I'm pretty sure it's really up there. Mm-hmm. You want to know how I know that? Because fucking Finn Glass asked that as a trivia question to her cheerleaders. Well, that's how you know it's when legit. they have to prove that There's they're not no way idiots. That can be wrong. She's like, well, you know, if you want to be part of the Dallas Cowboys cheerleader organization, you're gonna have to prove to us that you're smart too, because you can't just have a bunch of dumb girls running around, okay? And you gotta be in front of press conferences and stuff. You gotta, you gotta hold yourself like a lady. And then she'll be like, what's the number one? one thing that people watch on a Monday night and someone will be like American Idol and she's like Mm-mm, you're cut girl I'm sorry <laughs> that show man it's brings so much it's to the, the table. NFL anyways that's how I knew that so I guess I was a dumb girl before Finn Glass came along and well everything out of her mouth a lady. <laughs> is an absolute fact that True. is for sure um but I can't say for sure that anything's gonna happen in the football world, because you know people are still watching football. Absolutely, I'm not, I mean I know it's they gonna might continue be watching happening mobily yeah. a lot more, but yeah. I don't think it's going to stop those advertising dollars and those people. That see, that's, that pisses, was more my it, question. It, it like, pisses me off for the Super Bowl as a person that's not religiously watching football the rest of the time. Yeah, that I know that because my eyeballs are tuned in right now, that people are just making bajillions of dollars. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. that's sort of annoying. Yeah, I mean, this was the first year it really felt like maybe advertisers are, are not going to continue to just buy into this, you know, forever. I think it'd be great if they didn't. It'd be fucking awesome. Well, yeah, I mean, do more interactive stuff. And you could stuff, have but... one person buy up all the commercial spots and, like, play a short film that's hysterical the oh whole God. time. <laughs> That'd be ridiculous. Right? Yeah. What if one company was like, look, we're going fucking bankrupt. Like, we got, you know... $10 million left in the, co- in you the get, company. You would get a minute with, worth of commercials. Fine. Fair. Whatever. 60 seconds. Let's go broke and just make the most hysterical thing in the fucking world on the Super Bowl. I mean, but that's the... What I- a way to go. But I mean, that's the idea. And that's what I always felt like with, with like Super Bowl commercials was that these companies were starting in late February for 11 months working on a spot that they knew would have all the eyeballs in the world. And this year it just felt like they, they didn't really give a fuck. Like, right. Well, here's what I think the problem is. I think the problem is that it's an, it's an old tradition. Yeah. It's an, it's popular on an old media platform. Yeah. And in the past, when they've tried to cater to a newer, younger audience, like you have MIA flipping off people in the crowd, you have, you know, Madonna and people that, our older parents generation in middle America find very jarring and offensive. You know, everything that they do is just fucking sexualized and disgusting and awful. And 
I think that the NFL went that way. Remember, they had Britney Spears and Aerosmith and NSYNC. Like, the yeah. shit was fucking rad. Yeah. We were all so excited. That's when, you know, the Super Bowl was a big thing. And also, everyone's eyes were pointed in the same direction, right? You just have fucking TV. You don't have Twitter also yeah. and other ways to consume media. That's true, yeah. Everyone is just watching the Super it's Bowl. It's a level playing field. So yeah. once they started in, you know, now we have internet, we have phones, they started trying to cater a little bit to that audience and then you know they see the backlash immediately of that they shouldn't have booked all of these MIA you shouldn't have booked Madonna you, sh- you should not have Nicki Minaj at the Super Bowl this pisses my middle America ass off and I don't like it and they decided I th- I think to take a safer route I think it, that it felt safe I think that they're yeah. instead of trying to push the envelope and keep moving forward in a way that will keep everybody watching the Super Bowl, they're just trying to cater to the audience yeah. that they know what to expect yeah, yeah. from. They're like, why? Why would we push the envelope? Like what's what's in it for us? Right. Well, yeah. because what's in it for them is a whole lot of like anger and backlash and what they've been getting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's like the not it's a lose lose. They whatever. can't well they can't have another Janet Jackson and they realize that immediately yeah. after it happened. That was the step one of them, you know, making it more straight laced. Crazy, yeah. But you know, now that it's boring, and we're sitting here as adults, being like, "Why did I fucking spend my day watching this when I don't care about the teams? You know, care about the cultural aspect, the commercials. You know, what everyone's doing today. It's like it feels like a waste. It feels like I got duped into doing something that I don't know why." You know, feels like when you wake up someday and you question all everything, and you're like, "Wait, what do we do? What do we do on Easter again? Why are we hunting for Easter eggs? I don't, I don't get it. Is it cool if I just tap <clears> out <throat> this year?" <laughs> yeah, you know, that's yeah. what I think. No, I, I think I think I that th- they can only take advantage of the fact that they know everyone's going to watch it if they if they cater to everybody the best that they can, and it just feels like they've given up. Katy Perry was a risk to me, though. It does. I was shocked that they booked Katy Perry. Yeah, it does feel that way. But it's not like she was allowed to have whipped cream squirting out of her fucking boobs. Yeah. She had to tone it down, girl. Yeah. She came in on a giant lion. I mean, but that was a... And she started with, like, in the boxing ring, right? No, that was a different performance. That was a totally different performance. Totally different performance. Wow. Uh, No, it does feel... It feels a lot like, uh, you know... It's just someone gave up or, you know, advertisers are giving up. Well, that's, I guess because some of the people that listen to the podcast are younger than us. Some of you are older than us. Some of us are our same age. I think that just about covers everyone. Good work, Jenna. Thanks, Jenna. I'm curious to know your thoughts, though. Like, if in the future the Super Bowl wound up to be... Their thoughts. Or my thoughts. Their thoughts. Okay, got it. If in the future the Super Bowl wound up to be, you know, pretty straight-laced kind of boring and you didn't really find it culturally important enough to tune into, would you shut it off? Would you do something else? Would you feel the need to watch the Super Bowl just to watch it in the future? You know, I'm sure there's plenty of people that didn't even watch it this year. Well, going online, going on Twitter, seeing, you know, tweets from people and trending topics and whatnot, like I felt like that, I mean, that's kind of the case every year where people are just like, oh, it's time to watch the Super Bowl because that's what everyone does. And it felt like that again this year, but I can absolutely see it being like, okay, it's Super Bowl Sunday. Wait a minute. 
well, you don't have to do this, you know, like, and then that gets more and more prevalent because the Super Bowl gives you more, you know, less and less reason each year to be like, oh, let's watch it. I could rather be on Twitter catching all the footnotes and seeing all the gifts of what I've missed yeah. while I'm doing something completely different. And if you're curious enough, you'll go watch a video of it. Yeah, exactly. But I think this year was the first year that you and I, like, haven't gotten together with other people. Yeah, at least we, for me, we sat at like, home. There was no yeah. party. There was no alcohol whatsoever. Like, just we sat at home. We watched it. Yeah. We hung out and then it was over and then you go about your life. And yeah. That was the first time that I did no other celebrations, like even food wise. Like, what did we get from pizza? We but didn't like, even go all out. Yeah, we didn't. That was it. And then we're done. Yeah. It was the first time, at least in my adult life or even yeah, my kid true. life, that I can remember, like, not having it be a big to do. It was yeah. just, a, oh, I woke up and the Super Bowl's on, so I'm going to watch that. Yeah. It was definitely the first time I felt that way watching it. Every single year I've been with more people easily and more food and drinks and noise. This year we were just on the couch watching it and I loved it because it was like it didn't feel like it deserved anymore. Mm. You know? I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I, I definitely am curious to hear you guys chime in because whether you're younger than us, older than us, same age as us, I still feel like it's something – that's interesting to talk about right now. Well, I still, I really think that it's interesting that not everyone's eyes are pointed in the same direction. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like that's true. Before there was mobile internet, people using social media and stuff like that, you can't really go anywhere and avoid the Super Bowl because everybody else is watching it. Yeah. It's not like you, unless you're going to go for a hike in the woods. Yeah. Are you going to go drive around? Yeah. Like Steve Martin tweeted, he was like, don't tell me what happened. I'm recording the game. Like as a joke, like, you know, like you can't for the Super Bowl. Mm. Yeah. But now if you wanted to just go sit in your room or, you know, watch a Netflix on your phone, you don't have to watch the Super Bowl. You could probably find plenty of people via the internet that have no interest in watching the Super Bowl and you can go fucking play destiny with them. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Yeah, I just think that it's an interesting tradition for, especially for me, someone that doesn't really care a whole lot about football. Don't really watch it, yeah. but yet every year I t- tune into this thing. Why? I'm going to be straight. That up is the question. That is. I'm going to be straight up honest with you because I really like baseball. I don't watch baseball religiously, and even the World Series. There's plenty of World Series that I haven't watched. Same here. But I like baseball a lot more than I like football. Why is that? Because football is the you know most important sport in our country. Even so though I'm baseball is called America's pastime. <laughs> I'm just abiding by our cultural norm. Yeah. Which is everybody gets super drunk and eats a lot of food on Super Bowl Sunday. Super Bowl Sunday is the number one highest day for DUIs in this country, which is terrifying. That is terrifying. Wow. How recent is that? Not Christmas. I don't know. A couple years. I couldn't. Yeah, but I I can't give you a year because that'll be wrong. Yeah. Marvel's just on the ground looking. He's licking the air. I'm looking at him in the mirror. That's good the, licking good me. Li- he was staring at himself in the mirror, too. Mm. Wouldn't you if you were that handsome? Fair point. Marvel, you're a handsome guy, bud. Yeah. I mean, the DUI thing is, is very scary, especially on um, on Super Bowl Sunday, because you don't think of it as like a 
everyone's going out and getting hammered like New Year's and then driving home. It's like Super Bowl Sunday. You're with your family. You're eating chips. Like, why is that the highest DUI day? Well, I'm not saying that, I, I don't agree with it. Obviously, it's yeah, like no. it's a fact. It's just it is surprising because it's so culturally ingrained in our society. But the commercial this year with Helen Mirren saying like, "Don't drink and drive." Yeah, give a damn. I can't really remember. I could be wrong, but I can't remember too many commercials in the past of the Super Bowl having any sort of social re- responsibility for that being the It's stat. all just like beer, 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 yeah. beer, beer. Yeah. Tailgating, beer, yeah. drinking, Budweiser. Yeah, this, this year they accomplished one out of the two things I think that could have improved it. One was the Helen Mirren really straight up kind of sobering ad. Yeah, hey, no just to intended. remind you, don't be a fucking dick. Yeah. <laughs> Stop driving drunk, yeah. you assholes. But it, it was, I mean, it... I saw, like, there was a big campaign for, like, you know, social media people. They were, like, it was brand deals. You were tweeting out hashtag, like, give a damn and stuff, which is, like, it is what it is. People were doing their brand deals. But at the same time, I saw other, like, influencers and creators and, you know, people on the internet tweeting that hashtag who clearly weren't part of the brand deal. So that's when you know that the message has kind of transcended just, like, it's a campaign. It's an advertising job to, like, okay, really, though, like really this means something like that commercial was you know it did hit home and i'm sure it hit home with a lot of people you know who knows what kind of difference it made hopefully it made a big one but it's but that's the first time that they've taken some sort of social i don't know about that i don't know about that it may be the first time really? it's been It'll that be like blatant Budweiser, please drink no no, no i'm not so, that's I'm, not taking no i don't think the footnote is the fuck you guys well i don't think the footnote is the only time that they've if they relentlessly promote drinking and I'm then not, they're like I'm not oh, disagreeing. Whoops, everybody's dying in drunk accidents seems like oh better get fucking promote Budweiser I'm, I'm not no you're right I'm not disagreeing with you that they've done a you know an they a, irresponsible job they gotta get that job. money to pay for Beyonce yeah I'm not disagreeing with you <laughs> that, that they've done an irresponsible job at saying you know drinking and driving is no joke uh, but I don't think this year was the first time that they really made a spot dedicated to just shaking you and being like, don't drink and drive. I mm-hmm. just think this, this year's spot worked the best, mm. at least to my memory. Maybe you're right, but I just don't know that for sure, you know? Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Drinking and driving sucks. This whole problem would be solved if you got your wine delivered to your house. Club, Club w. w. You can do that. Sign up online. Go to clubw.com slash Jenna Julian. Not only will you get 50% off, 50 guys, half off your first order, but you will get online. You will fill out a palette form, which basically asks you questions about your palette. And this isn't just pertaining to wine. It's about coffee. It's about food. It basically gathers key questions that they use to formulate what wines and what different sort of groups of wines within groups of wines, subgroups, if you will, that would please you and that would make you, you know, happy even if you didn't know that that is what you wanted. So you fill out this list and they send you your wine, okay? You get the first batch of wine, you taste it, you fill out another list. It's very short. They're like a couple questions you used to take two seconds and it's basically moving forward. How did you like this wine? What would you change? And then by the, the, the second delivery, you should have a wine that's so dialed into your taste that you would never, not only have been able to pick it out for yourself at the grocery store, but don't have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, for us, that's literally what we did. They, they sold us on that. You know, they told us what they were about. We we're like, okay, let's see. So we did it. This is our first batch of wine and I have zero complaints. And I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not some, you know, some 
wine connoisseur. Yeah, look at me. I'm like twirling my wine. But I do like good wine and I can tell when it's shit wine. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they work with vineyards, have their own grapes, cut out the middleman. It's fresh. It's what we want. And I had talked about this before last time Club W sponsored us. My previous way of picking wines was which bottle looked the coolest. And wow, wow, I don't think that's a bad strategy. It is. It's a terrible (laughs) strategy. It's definitely worse worse than deferring to someone who is an expert, which is Club W. (laughs) And these are exciting bottles. So you kind it's kind of like a, you know, you still get to have that little pizzazz of the bottle. I mean, that one's really dope, though. Zazz. Zazz. Um, Pizzazz. Check it out, guys. If you like wine, don't go pick it up yourself. Don't go stand at that aisle while you're looking at the wine with five other people who have no idea what they're doing. It gets heavy in your grocery bag, too. Nobody wants to go get wine at the grocery store. Get on Club W. Go to clubw.com slash Jenna Julian and have them bring it tailored to your taste, tailored to your address, Mm -hmm. so you can drink it and enjoy it. Plus, it's really nice. Like, we'll have – we had three bottles that were delivered for the month, right? And it's like you each week sort of you get a it's nice a perfect amount treat. for the You're month. like, yeah. all right, what night should we drink this with? Like, what dinner? Yeah. We'll Guys, you can try it. Wad. Get 50% off if you don't like really it. Really quad. You can be done. But. It's really exciting. It's quad. Yeah. Uh, so thank you, Club W, for sponsoring the podcast. Yeah, thank you, Club W. Go check them out. Makes the podcast free for you guys, so we How appreciate that. Wow, I am uh, – I am. I'm wearing a sweater in here, and I'm quickly realizing that might have been. Take your sweatshirt off. I'm not wearing a shirt underneath. Take it off. Take it all off. I'm not going to be naked on the podcast. Naked on the podcast. Naked on the podcast. Naked on the podcast. Press one now if you want Julian to be. It's not live, and they don't have a keypad. Naked on the podcast. I'm Press one for everyone. (laughs) Wow. Kerm, no, bud. (laughs) <laughs> now they know the doors. Can open. I see Marble? I want to yeah. have what him. Make some, I want to have him talk. So Marble, okay. What's up, dude? <laughs> Good noises. <laughs> That's Marble's struggle noises. Good struggle noises. Good struggle noises. So this is kind of a chill podcast. I don't know. We we uh we're traveling in a couple days. It's a talk cast. It's a talk cast. We we're, we're traveling to Canada in a couple days, which is why we're recording it early, and it's not normal for us to record this early. We're so. going to Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. We're going to Maysuan or Maykuan. Ma- Maykuan or Ma- something. Fuck. I think so, yeah. Okay. Ma- Someone's Ma- going to have to help us. Yeah, I think it's Maykuan. Pronounce it. Maykuan. University yeah. in Edmonton. And uh, Jenna's going to speak to the students, which, really quick, let's talk about that. Because I've been to more than a handful of these events where you go to colleges and uh, you speak to the students. And I think it's one of the coolest things that you get to do. <laughs> With your, with your career, whatever you want to call it, with your job, with your life. It's very, very cool that you get to go to a college, speak to these kids who are in the realm of the mindset that you are in or were in a couple years ago. And you get to really connect these kids. And, uh, I don't know. There's something like I get from like watching not, not teenagers talk to you and ask you questions and listen to you and respond to and you. And nothing against teenagers. Obviously nothing. I, I I love all the people who support you and support me and come out to these events and stuff, but there is something where it's like, you know, they're, they're slowly entering the real world right, yeah, right now. And you're, you're like so familiar with that transition and that kind of frame of mind and what everything goes along. I mean, you went to college, you went to grad school, you know what it is. 
And so the questions are different and mm-hmm. the responses are different and the energy is different, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I think it's something that's, uh, it's just a very cool thing, you know? Well, thanks, Jillian. I mean, when, when I do these things, people a lot of times are like, oh, you know, what do you talk about? Like, what do you, do you have like a speech or is it like a performance or yeah. like, what are you doing? And w- to be quite honest with you, I, a long time ago, when I first had the opportunity to get invited to a university or a college, I was like, holy shit, that is the coolest thing. Because I would categorize it in something that's like a life goal, right? Yeah, Going yeah. And oh, for talking sure. at a college is just like a, a life goal. And uh, I was like, you know, at that time, not too far removed from being in college. And I thought back to my past self and I was like thinking of little fucking Jenna that's got to go to softball practice that just had class like all fucking day. I just trudged through some snow to get here. Like somebody cool came to our school. Fine. But what I never wanted was to sit in a room and have them talk at me, you know, no matter how interesting they are or like how cool it is. The experiences that I got the most out of in college were interactive. Mm. Like we had a transgender uh, woman that had gone from female to male Mm -hmm. and it was in a small class of like 20 students. And I had never met a like trans person like in the flesh before, you know, I had found other people on the internet. I was familiar with that. Transgender male? It started female. So tra- oh, transgender trans male. to male. Got it. Yeah. yeah, got it. Um, and he was the most fantastic fucking person yeah. I'd ever met because we were allowed in the small classroom to just sit there and raise our hand and ask any question that we wanted. Yeah, yeah. And none of it was like inappropriate. It was all just like really well thought out because we didn't have the YouTube community. Yeah. You know, we didn't we didn't get to go on there and have Gigi and these people that are so open and willing and just as long as you're not being offensive, if you have a question, they're more than happy to just help you understand. Yeah. Um I literally at the end of that talk, I was like, thank you so much. I will gladly pay back my tuition after this experience. And that always stuck with me. And I was like, if you know I ever get an opportunity to talk to people I don't really think the most important thing to do is to go and like talk at them. I think that might be more entertaining for a lot of people, but what might make it the most impactful or helpful in anyone's life is to make it as interactive as possible. Yeah. And so for most of these things, we do sort of a, a moderated Q&A in the beginning. And usually they pull those questions from students. From because, earlier. Right. Because yeah. – the I will tell you, Julian will tell you, anyone will tell you, and you can tell yourself because you know this. Schools are so ridiculously different from each other. Like when we were in Arizona versus like Duke, Duke yeah. like it's just very, Everything, very, yeah. very different from yeah. school to school, from population of people to whatever. Yeah. Um, so again, to get up there and presume that I know what these people want to talk about yeah. is just insane so we do a moderated q a and then the last half of it is an open Open. q a and we just sit there we talk like sometimes they just want me to like you know keep going go on like talk to us tell us things and other times it's like you know the arizona crowd they just want to fucking scream and yell and yell out like come get fucking shots with us you know it just all depends but i think that the i've decided 
And I, I, well, I started that way. And then I decided that the best way to, you know, have a talk with college students, because we are all in a similar boat of like, not really knowing where we're going, what we're doing is to just make it as like warm and welcoming and interactive as possible. Mm. Because although I am like up on a stage talking to them, we're all in the same fucking boat. Mm. (laughs) Like we're all fucking confused. And it's really nice to do that in that sense. I can give some advice, but for the most part, it's very like just. I find your mindset <laughs> on that like really, really interesting. I'm here to inspire you to just do your own thing. Yeah. Man. Yeah. And the, the whole like not talking at you thing, I find that interesting that you, that you think of it that way. And I, I think that's really important. Do you feel like the fact that you went to college and graduate school? And had the experience of of someone coming to school and interacting with the students, whether it was talking at them or interacting. But because you had that experience and you didn't grow up watching YouTube and you didn't grow up idolizing different people like the way people do with YouTube now or watching the way they do now, like you had the experience on the other end of this college situation. Mm-hmm. You didn't have the experience on the other end of the YouTube situation. So mm-hmm. does, do you feel like because you were actually in that spot on the other side that that this is even more special when you go to colleges? Because you were in that crowd a few years ago. And you you know what I mean? Like you weren't a YouTube subscriber, but you yeah, were I mean, in that crowd. Like so going on that stage, I feel like it's, you know, does it does it feel even more special because – it's totally transformation special. of like it's totally ridiculously special in, in every way, shape, or form. The most of which, to me, though, is that in college, every minute of your time really matters. Yeah. And I was told by my softball coach, she was like, "In college, you have more free time than you've ever had in your whole life," which is very true on one hand. Because if you don't have a job and you're just taking classes, you have a buttload of fucking free time. Unfortunately, most college students have jobs. They have two jobs. They play a sport. They do internships. So all of that free time gets taken up very quickly. And you're not really getting any money for any of that time. You're just paying money for all of it. Get to think about money. Exactly. So the fact that I understand the value of a college student's time and the value of, you know, $5 or whatever depends on which school they're at for they, they have the students pay for some of them and not for others of Mm. them. But even if it's $5, I understand the value of that $5 for a student to go and listen to someone that is almost essentially their peer that is maybe just, you know, five, 10 years ahead of them in terms of life. It is a big deal and it is very special to me. And when we have that time with college students, I get so much out of it as well because it's, you're in a room full of people that are all on the same wavelength, which is very different than when you're in a room full of teenagers, when you're in a room full of teenagers, nothing against teenagers who are smart, intelligent human beings, right? Like they have great ideas, but they do have this internet thing where they really idolize people on the internet. They really tend to think this is like, you know, I would do anything for Cameron Dallas to just like, absolutely. I would just want to breathe his air, you know? And the college demographic is just enough removed from that to always treat me like a person, like a human. And we have an actual conversation. And then the older demographic of people are the ones that look at me and like 
just really treat me like trash. Like just really fucking take yeah, drugs they, on me. They turn their nose. So it, it's it's nice. All of it's nice. Interacting with people is really nice at yeah. any age group at any level. Um, the oldest people I think are some of the toughest for me because yeah. they don't understand me. And if they do, it's coming from a place of like, they very much want to understand. They really want to learn. Frustrated. They're just frustrated. They that don't quite get it. Yeah. They're, it's they, but they are curious at the very least. Yeah. And then the people that are really hurtful are the, the older people that yeah. are just like, well, I mean, if you were, if you were to sit down, if you were to sit down and pick, like, I would like to connect with this stage of someone's life. So basically I would like to connect with 20 year old Jenna rather than you know, 10, 15 year old Jenna, 20, you know what I'm saying? Like, so you're connecting with your, like your college, like college students. Okay. And you were in college. So you know what your mind is like in college. So to have that demographic really connect with you the way they do, I would say it's pretty cool because you were so familiar with w- where you were mentally in college. Well, because I'm and you, still you, that way. <laughs> exactly. And you're like, and not only, you're, you know, you stay that way, but like college absolutely shapes you in so many yeah. ways. And, and for you to think about like, yes, you have influence over crazy different amounts of people in different age groups and all sorts of things. But the way you get it in person with the college visits is like, you know, I, I feel like if you were to choose, like that's not bad. You, you know, you get to you get to really sit there and talk to and connect and have and have a moment with someone who you are so familiar with because you were just there and that really, I mean, it shaped you. Yeah, you man. know, I mean, you can speak to this, and I know, and I know a lot of people listening feel the same way. the The downside of being in college is that you are told everything. You are told, this is how you do this. I'm your professor. I have a fucking PhD. I know everything. The The path in life is this. Yeah. Hey, you want to be in TV, broadcasting, whatever? Here's your path. Yeah. Hey, Jenna, you want to be in psychology? Here's your path. You are told from day one what you need to do to get to your point B. Yeah. And it's, it's so restricting in higher education because you really start to believe that this is my only choice. Like I've chosen a major. This is the path that I'm walking down. It's too late to turn back now. And you start getting so like claustrophobic, like your world is closing Mental in on claustrophobia. you. You're like, I yeah. have to finish this path or else I'm lost. Yeah. And that is just not the case. Yeah. And I think that because I still live that and breathe that every single day that, you know, I'm taking a risk every day that I wake up by yeah. doing something different yeah. because I'm so far out of the path at this point. I know now that there is no returning back to my path. That you it's, still relate. Right. It's comforting as a college student yeah. to get someone in there that is just willing to tell you like, hey, man. It's okay to not know what the fuck's going on. It's okay to not yeah. fucking yeah. know. Yeah. And whatever you think your path is, your life is, you don't necessarily have to take that and feel so trapped. Yeah. You know, you don't have to feel that way. Yeah. I'm just imagining, you know, what it would have been like, like I was just like every other person in the entire world in college. You're lost. You know, like you don't know what the fuck's going on. You're going through emotional crisis. You know, you, every you, day, every <laughs> single day, you're a fucking mess. You're depressed. You're happy. You're sad. You have friends. You have enemies, all sorts of shit. You're drunk. Yeah. You're and like, all, all I could have ever hoped for and would have ever wondered what it would have been like to have someone who I looked up to or knew about and respected come to my school in the flesh and say, 
Hey, you kid, lost kid who was crying last night for no fucking reason. Not oh, that God. I would cry a lot in college. I, I was pretty tough. I never cried. Fucking time in college. No, everyone does. I mean, you're fucking, you're a mess. But like, what I'm saying is like, all, like, I'm just imagining what that would have done to be like, you know, I had Rain Wilson come to my college and that was so huge for me because I, I, you know, I Damn was, it. I was a kid who was such a hermit in college. We had nobody. <laughs> I was a kid who was a hermit in college. Oh. And for a lot of years, namely like, you know, sophomore and junior, I, I did a lot of just sitting in my dorm room, my apartment, just watching The Office. You know, whether it was background to writing a paper or it was whatever it was, I had The Office on almost 24-7. And to have Rain Wilson come to my school and talk was great. I mean, it was so cool. Like, it, it took me out of reality for a second. Did it really, he give you guys the talk? Did he yeah, talk at he, you? He can't, uh, yeah, yeah. He yeah. talked at Yeah, you. but I mean, you don't fault him for it. It's it, it, You know, he's an older guy. He's in a different generation. But what I'm trying to get at here which is, I'm trying to make a point here. Oh, which, I'm sorry. Um, totally. Is like, if someone like him, who I respected, said, it's okay for you guys not to know what the fuck you're doing. You know, whatever you're doing, no matter how lost you are from day to day, like, don't worry if you have no clue what you're going to do when you get out of here. Like, I can't imagine what that would have done. And when, when I hear you say that to kids in college now, I'm like, damn, that is cool. That is cool because they're sitting there. 100% stressed about their test tomorrow. They're stressed about this. They're stressed about that. And they're stressed about big picture things. And then they have Jenna Marbles there. And, and she's, you know, she's their best friend on the internet. And she's just like, hey, guys, I'm serious. Like, yeah. don't worry about it. Whatever happens, you're going to figure it out. You don't need to know what you're going to do. Whoever says, you, you know, you know, you do it all the time is full of shit. And all. I just, I feel I, like there's a lot to be said about someone who has you, influential power over people like that who are in moments in their lives where aren't daisies every day. To, to hear that. Thanks. You know? I appreciate I, yeah. that. What, what I think is really interesting, though, is that sometimes I do say that and other times I don't. It's just totally dependent yeah, it's on not, the it's crowd. Not a yeah, and yeah. When, they, when and if they yeah. choose to go somewhere. Because we've had some that are just all light, all up, all happy, all funny, all fun. Yeah. And that's what the crowd wants. And we do that. And then we've had other very serious schools yeah they literally want to pick your brain they want to know what you think about this and this and this and there's other schools that just want like very hippy dippy life advice and that's it yeah it's so dependent on the people and who's there who's present you know it's really interesting it's one of the coolest things that i get to do in my job i guess i agree i think it's i i can't remember a school that like actually was like hey come and i was like yeah fucking no everything it's always just like a scheduling conflict yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) like if they're like please come for free tomorrow you know we have to like you have to like cover your bases yeah yeah you know i can't go broke going to every college in the country well yeah you could take a fee just like you know another person would yeah but it was it it's one of the coolest things i get to do i feel like i say that at every school because every time that i am in one of these appearances it's you get like so overwhelmed with what's actually happening because i don't tour i don't do like what a lot of other people do Mm -hmm. so they i know that they get that but it's it's i don't get that validation the the same way that other youtubers or internet people do well because i don't i don't I guess I don't go perform live. You don't live. seek it out. Yeah, I don't, yeah. No, no, no. I don't. I don't get. I don't perform live, so yeah. I don't get the live feedback. Yeah. So when I do, it is really special because I. It's not something I regularly do, no, no. and it feels really cool to be in a room full of people when you're all having a shared experience. <laughs> yeah, but it's also nice that you're not 
you're not in a show. You know, you're just there to talk. Well, yeah, because yeah. I don't really want to put on a show. Yeah. I could. I think it would be fucking yeah, hysterical. Yeah. I'm not going to say never. I would totally do it someday. But at this point in my life, I just I love being home with my dogs. Yeah. And I promise you, I will very slowly make my way around the country and the world to meet anybody that wants to meet me or Julian. Yeah. And uh, I will do my best to do that. But it just takes a long time because you have to, you know, I yeah. have to post my videos. You do the podcast. Yeah, yeah it's a lot logistically. It, my radio show, like there's a lot of things that have to happen in order for us to be able to travel. Yeah. And when I do get to, though, it's very special. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, for, not for everybody those, wants to go to VidCon and playlists. Yeah. <laughs> I understand of, that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I honestly hope that if you are somewhere where Jenna hasn't visited or you're, you're curious as to what it is that goes on when she goes to a college, I hope this conversation sort of illuminated something for you because, uh, I've always viewed it as something that's very special. I feel lucky to kind of witness it and be there and see the effects, especially, you know, that you're my girlfriend, that it's very, it's a proud moment, obviously, but it's more, oh, thanks, Tor. but it's more than that. You know, it's like, it's, it's just kind of a cool thing. And, uh, it's really cool. You know, let us know questions about that stuff. You know, if you, if you were wondering, you know, how it started, where was her first school, well, whatever it is, just we'd love to hear you participate in the conversation because uh, it's it's cool. It's good. It's good stuff. And um, I'm yeah. just amazed that anybody in college thinks that I'm like cool or wants me to come. <laughs> yeah, students don't lie, though. I mean, when I'm sure there's like proposals and student governments and when your name gets brought up, it clearly wins out a lot. So. That's fucking crazy. Anyway, we're going to do Canada. that this weekend in Canada. I'm coming so. to Canada, Canada, to Canada. Don't forget your passport. I'm going to get a stamp on it. Don't forget. Uh, I'll do my best to document our time there so you guys can get a little bit. Whoa, uh, dub log. My ear itches. Sorry. I did it. <laughs> you all right? Yeah, I'm done. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, we love you guys. Thank you for hanging out with us for one more week of yeah. the Jenna Engineering Podcast. Uh, we appreciate it's your guys' right. time so much. Shout out to Club W, our Club sponsor w. this week. Guys, have have wine selected wine. for you by selected. the experts uh, who have their access to fresh grape vines. Nice. They're sending you wine that you wine. know you want, want and you don't even know it. You no. want it and you don't even know it. This no. is this is wine that's really great. It's and delicious. It's high quality shit and you're not paying high quality prices. So check it out at clubw.com slash Jenna Julian. 50% off your first order and delicious wine on its way to your house. You don't even mm-hmm. have to get up. And it supports the podcast. And it supports the podcast, which we very Word. much appreciate. You guys are always very receptive to the sponsors. We uh, we want you to know we really do appreciate that. Mm-hmm. We'll see you guys next week for another one. Yeah. Dink, dink. Dink, dink. Oh, yeah. It's playing again. Have a great week, guys. Love you guys. Bye. Mecca University in Edmonton, Alberta. We'll see you this week. Bye.